I think it's safe to say that everybody has an Agrippa in their life. You know, one of those almost Christians, almost faithful, almost reliable, almost dependable. Well, Acts 26 talks about a king named Agrippa. And it says that Paul tells his testimony to Agrippa. And in Acts 26 and 27, Agrippa says to Paul, Almost thou hast persuaded me to be a Christian. Almost. It's crazy how that one little word can change everything. And almost can destroy an anointing. Almost destroys faithfulness. That word almost destroys dependability. Everybody has an Agrippa in their life. Well, today we're going to talk about what happens when Agrippa speaks to Agape. What is Agape? What... What's Agrippa? Well, you're just going to have to stick around to find out. Guys, welcome to the Noteworthy Podcast. I am your host, Nathan French. I'm so excited about today. We're going to have a wonderful time. Stick around for a great conversation about what happens when the spirit of Agrippa begins to speak to Agape. Let's go. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I'm so excited that Rapid Fire Instagram Questions is back. Me too. I'm so excited about today's segment of Rapid Fire Instagram Questions. For those of you that are just maybe first-time listeners of the show, this is where I take just a few minutes to answer your questions. That's right. Your questions that you submitted on Instagram. All you have to do to be a part of this is go follow at podcast noteworthy on Instagram and I post once a week for you to submit questions and guys I've been answering the questions all you got to do is go submit it today I'm going to be answering three questions rapid fire here we go okay so the first question is a really great question she said if you could go back in time how would you encourage yourself amidst life changes and transitions. Wow, what an incredible question. Thank you so much for submitting that. Um, if, if I could just go back and teach myself one thing when it comes to life's changes and transitions, my advice to myself would be trust the process and, and be okay with the process. Because ladies and gentlemen, Everything takes time and everything has a process. Anything that you see with excellence took time to get to that point. 
for example, this podcast, if you go back to episode one, I, I can hardly even stand to listen to the first three episodes because because they're, they're really, really bad quality. The first few episodes of Noteworthy really are not good quality audio. Um, goodness, I, I it's just it's awkward. You know why I leave them on the air? Because I want to help people understand that there is a process and you have to be okay with that process. Don't hide the process. Let the process stay out there and let it encourage somebody else because they're going through a time of change and transition and, and they need to know that it's okay. It's okay. You don't have it all figured out yet. That's okay. That would be my advice. Thank you so much. What a great question. All right, the next question, when will merch come out and be available, and what merch will it be? Well, guys, you heard it here on the podcast first because we have not announced this on our social media pages, but if you go follow at Podcast Noteworthy and at Nathan and Rachel Music, there's some some really exciting announcements coming up about the next month. I can't wait to share that with you. I'm not going to share it all now, but I will tell you that there are going to be noteworthy t-shirts and Nathan and Rachel t-shirts for the uh, Won't Let Me Go release that we're going to be singing. I, I, I'm just, I can't give you all the details, but we are going to have four different colored t-shirts that are Nathan and Rachel merch. One of them's even long sleeve going to be incredible merch that we're going to have for sale at nathanandrachel.org and I will also be selling them on the road don't want to give too many details but yes merch is coming get ready last question are aliens real great question Matthew Faircloth thank you for submitting that Um, no aliens are not real Okay, guys, this has been Rapid Fire. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the program. I've had a blast. I hope you have, too. Thanks so much for submitting questions. If you keep submitting them, we'll keep this uh, this segment going for a couple more weeks. So I love you guys. Let's get back to it, shall we? Hey, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Nathan French here. So excited and honored to to spend some time with you today. Romans 8 and 38 through 39 says, For I am persuaded. Now, I need you to get those three words in your mind for the remainder of this podcast episode because that's going to be the core structure of what I am trying to communicate today. I am persuaded. Paul goes on to say that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. June 29th, 2007 was an exciting day. Because Steve Jobs had announced that the very first iPhone would be released to the public. 
Jobs had made up his mind that he was going to create a world-changing product. iPhones, in fact, changed the world as we know it. And for the last decade and a half, you and I have reaped the benefits of this technology. I'll be the first to say that as a male, I am directionally challenged and I very much struggle to get where I need to go until there was an Apple Maps revival and now I can get anywhere I need to go thanks to my buddy Steve Jobs. However, Apple was not founded in 2007 when they became a household name. No, in in fact, Apple was founded in 1976, 31 years before the first iPhone was released. My point here is that it didn't happen overnight. Success does not happen overnight. But Steve Jobs had made up his mind that he was going to create something that would change the world as we know it. The power of a made-up mind can accomplish extraordinary things. Today, Apple's net worth is over $65 billion. That's a lot of iPhones, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I just got a text the day of this recording that uh, Apple has a, a new Apple event today. And they, they've got us uh, hook, line, and sinker, folks, because I will very much be watching what they will be releasing. It really did change the world. Kind of reminds me of Paul. I am persuaded. There's just something powerful When somebody makes up their mind that no matter what they're going through, I'm going to live for God, I'm going to be anointed, and I'm going to make a difference in this world. You know, in order to be everything that God has called you to be, it's going to take some faith, and it's going to take some some true grit and determination, and you're going to have to speak those three words over your life. I am persuaded. You know, faith is taking a stance on something without wavering. Faith is unyielding. Faith is unstoppable. Faith is unrelenting, friends. Faith moves mountains. Faith conquers. Faith is like concrete. The longer it stands, the stronger it gets. You know, I used to work in banking. I worked at Wells Fargo for for quite a few years. Um, and my manager at the time uh, was, was a nice lady, but she would always use this quote every morning at the bank that I worked at. They would do what they call a morning huddle. And, and they would talk about the day, the sales goals, and there'd usually be some kind of inspirational words or... Uh, <laughs> Or some deflating words like, hey, you guys aren't doing good enough. You need to do better. But um, there was a quote that we heard every single day. I mean, <laughs> if I'm just being transparent, I got so tired 
of hearing this quote, but she would say this. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And that statement is is relevant concerning some things. Except for faith. Hear me, because faith keeps praying, even though they haven't seen the answer yet. Faith keeps praying the same prayer over and over again, but expecting different results because you know that God is at work and that God is faithful. When it comes to faith, insanity is doing the same thing a few times and then quitting before you see your prayers answered. It would be insane to give up on your faith. Faith is stubborn and faith works. Faith's mind is made up and it will not waver. I'm reminded of a true story about a young man who had a dream of building an amusement park. In an attempt to fulfill his lifelong dream, almost every voice in his life told him that that dream would never come to pass. He went to bank after bank trying to get a loan to start the journey of this dream, and over 60 banks turned him down. He was then fired from his newspaper job because, and I quote, he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. But Walt Disney kept moving forward because he had a dream and he wasn't going to stop until his dreams came into fruition. Can you imagine being the one who told Walt Disney that he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. If one man can keep believing and have faith for something like Disneyland, how much more should our minds be made up to live for God and change the world that we are living in? The only way to live for God and accomplish your dreams is to make up your mind. This is this is going to be the quotable moment of the show here today, and it's it's not it's not revelatory, but it is going to be mandatory if you're going to make it all the way. And that statement is this: an unsettled mind will waste your time and potential. Let me give you an example. Some people live for God like they're trying to decide what to eat for dinner. Okay, if you're married, you know what I'm talking about. My wife's name is Rachel, the lovely Rachel, the best part of everything that I am. And we'll be driving down the road and making one of the most important decisions of the day. And of course, that decision is, what are we going to eat today? If you're like me, that's important. And at lunch, we'll discuss, what are we going to eat for dinner? (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. Rachel, what would you like to eat today? I don't know. What do you want to eat today? Oh, no, no. No, whatever you want to eat today, I'm fine with. Okay, well, what about pizza? Well, anything but pizza. I had pizza yesterday. (laughs) 
What do you want to do today? I don't know. What do you want to do today? An unsettled mind will waste your time and your potential. Make up your mind and you'll accomplish a lot more and save a lot of time. Often, when between the age of 13 and 19, our youth waste a lot of time simply because their mind is not made up. And I wish I could say that that stops after they graduate out of the youth group. But there are many 20, 30, 40, 50-year-olds that are wasting time because they just can't make up their mind. If they want to be faithful to church, be faithful to the house of God. They haven't committed to God yet. You can always tell if somebody is committed based on their actions and how hard they are willing to work for the kingdom of God. If you want to see if somebody's serious about living for God, just ask them to get to church early or ask them to stay late. You'll start to learn a lot about them very quickly. So let's talk about this Agrippa and Agape parallel. Let me try to open my mind and share with you what I'm trying to communicate here. So the other day I was reading John 3.16. You know it. For God so loved the world. Yeah, you know that scripture. That, that scripture changed your life. That he gave his only begotten son, which we know means that he wrapped himself in flesh, that he, he came down to us so that we could, he, he, he became like us so that we could become like him. Oh my goodness. And that word loved, for God so loved, is agape. The Greek word for love is agape. Agape is the word that the Greeks would use to describe a love that is fatherly and unconditional. But agape love doesn't just refer to God's love for us. No, no, friend. Agape love also refers to our love for God. Let me give you this definition. Greek word agape, in the New Testament, it says that the fatherly love of God for humans, as well as the human reciprocal love for God. Agape love is an is a unconditional love. It loves us even even when we fail. It's the kind of love that comes to earth and wraps itself in flesh, even though we were sinners. An unconditional love calls for unconditional commitment. It is a reciprocal love. Don't let modern-day emergent Christianity convince you that God requires absolutely nothing from you. Don't fall into that trap, friend. 
unconditional love calls for unconditional commitment. Agape love is that that love that that changes our life. It's that love when we realize, like we did in Sunday school, yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Yes, friend, when you have when you have an agape experience with God's love, you can close your eyes and you can see Jesus. You can see his life. You can look in the word of God. Read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read through the New Testament. Read the Old Testament and the prophecies that foretold the coming of this Messiah. No, you see... You see, once you understand what Jesus actually did for you, you're going to struggle with lack of commitment. And I don't know why I'm so emotional talking about it right now, but this lack of commitment, almost Christian mentality, Jesus deserves so much better than that. You say, well, God, he can't tell me how to dress. He can't tell me how to live. No, you've missed it. You've missed it. Because when agape love gets in your spirit, all you can see is not what you have to do for him. All you can see is what he has done for you, friends. They put nails in his hands and nails in his feet. That's... That's agape love. That's, that's a commitment that says, you, you say, Nathan, what are you talking about? Let me just write it clear on the chalkboard for you. Agape love says, whatever you need, Jesus, I'll do it for you. And I'll do it gladly because, because anything that I would have to give to you can't compare to what you have given to me. An unconditional love. Yes, friends, this is the kind of love that gets inside of your spirit. And those three words just become a part of who you are. I am persuaded. But then there's in a there's an Agrippa kind of love. There's an Agrippa commitment level. King Agrippa Have you heard of him? Paul, who had been delivered and set free by the love of Jesus Christ, was now wearing chains and in prison. And Paul had a, a rare opportunity to share his testimony with this king who would also serve as his earthly judge. You see, Agrippa was the one who could decide if Paul could be released or if he would stay imprisoned. After all, they had nothing on Paul. He had done nothing illegal. And Paul is eloquent. He's he's educated. He's well-spoken, friends. Paul is one of the greatest public speakers of all time. If he were here today and you heard him, he would capture your attention 
He would make sure that he told you a story that that hooked you, and then he would drop truth into your life. That was Paul. He would relate to you right where you, you were at. He could speak to to those with the PhDs or those who were homeless on the side of the street. It didn't matter. Paul wanted to reach you. And after Paul shares his eloquent testimony, Agrippa uttered a dangerous word that I believe speaks to modern-day Christianity. Acts 26 and 27. This is the new King James. King Agrippa... Do you believe the prophets? I know that you do believe. And Agrippa has heard his testimony, and he responds like this. Then Agrippa said to Paul, You almost persuade me to become a Christian. I guess I'm, I'm reaching today for some almost Christians. It, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Those, uh, you have an Agrippa in your life. Well, well, one day I'll be faithful to church. One day I'll be faithful to the team. One day I'll be reliable. But I'm just, I'm so busy at my job, and 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 it's 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 hard for me to pay my tithes because of my bills. And one day I'll I'll give God what belongs to Him. I just I, I'm just struggling. I'm I'm almost persuaded. That, that's a good, that's a nice church. That's a pretty building. Oh, they've got a nice small group at that church. That's nice. They've almost persuaded me to be faithful. Well, well, I'm reaching for somebody today. Because you can't have an agape calling with an Agrippa commitment. You can't have an agape anointing. What are we talking about? Agape, unconditional, whatever it's going to take. And I am persuaded. This is, this is an unconditional kind of love for my God and my Savior. I'll do what it takes. You can't have an agape anointing with an Agrippa prayer life. Well, one day I'll, I'll pray. One day I'm, I'm going to make time for that. Hear, hear me. You cannot have an agape experience with the supernatural with an Agrippa mindset. An agape God will not accept an Agrippa praise. For God so loved the world. For God so agape loved, unconditional. Whatever it took, he was going to do. He who knew no sin, became sin. Jesus had this mindset, whatever it takes, I'm going to go sacrifice myself. I'm going to be the lamb of sacrifice. Well, I don't know about you, but that kind of love that would die for, for me, Nathan French, unworthy, I've failed him so many times. I've fallen short of the glory of God so many times. I'm fully known and I'm fully loved by him. Yeah, I don't know about you, but when I understand agape, 
It's hard for me to live like Agrippa. I struggle with that because, because he gave all for me, but I'm just supposed to give a, a, a small portion of my time, a small portion of my commitment to him. No, friends, I think God is calling us to more. Don't let the spirit of Agrippa rob you of an agape relationship with Jesus Christ. I heard a quote that changed my life at Georgia Youth Camps a few years ago. And if I'm being completely honest, I can't remember who was preaching for the life of me. I cannot remember who the preacher was, but I remember what he said. He said, passion is the elimination of options. What does that mean? It means that when you're passionate about living for God, there is no plan B. When you've made up your mind, there is no backup plan. When your mind is made up, you will begin to eliminate options that don't support the plan of God for your life. Walking away will no longer be an option. I want to close with this thought. In, in the book of Acts, we, we read of a city called Ephesus. And Ephesus had allowed witchcraft and evil to take over their city. It was a fearful place. It was a godless place. But one day, something shifted in their minds, and they made a decision. They made up their mind that things were going to change for them. They weren't going to be bound by evil anymore. Let me read it to you rather than explain it. Acts 19 and 17, and this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also, which used curious arts, that, that were, those words curious arts, that means witchcraft, brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them, 50,000 pieces of silver. They literally had a bonfire to burn the backup plan. 50,000 pieces of silver would be millions of dollars in Bible times. A piece of silver was a day's wage in the New Testament. 50,000 workdays. The cost in it mattered to them because they wanted sin out of their life. They didn't want sin in their homes. They had made up their minds, so they eliminated the very option of opening up one of those curious books again. And when you make up your mind, you begin to eliminate ungodly options. Ephesus learned that they couldn't have agape power with Agrippa still living in their house. And the danger of an unsettled mind has eliminated more callings than any devil in hell. You need to be careful 
when you start listening to the voice of Agrippa. And hear me, Agrippa will try to speak to Agape. He'll try to say things like, holiness doesn't matter anymore. Oh, oh God doesn't care if you, if you watch that. Oh, you can you can be a Christian and still still do that. Just it, it's almost there. You're almost holy. It's almost right. It's not that bad. And Agrippa begins to speak and starts saying things like, "Oh, God's love is unconditional. You don't have to do anything. You're covered by grace. He he loves you. You're going to go to heaven no matter what." Oh, friend, you've you've missed it. Because unconditional love calls for unconditional commitment. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to speak on this subject today. God, I pray, Lord, that we would get the word almost out of our Christian vocabulary. Would you help us to commit fully to you? Would you bring us to a place of dedication. Jesus, I pray for every listener right now. I pray for a young person right now that's trying to decide whether or not they're going to live for you or live for the world. Lord, maybe I'm I'm speaking to somebody that's sitting on the fence and they're just not sure what they're going to do. Maybe maybe the Christian walk just isn't for them. They've they've said these words and they're just not sure. God, would you give them a confirmation right now? Would you use this podcast for your glory and for your kingdom? And would you reach for somebody right now who's struggling with lack of commitment and lack of consecration? Jesus, we love you. Help us to be more like you every day that we live. And God, I'll keep chasing after you. I'll keep speaking to you so that you can keep speaking to me. And I'll give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. What an honor, what a privilege to be with you amazing listeners today. I'm praying for you today. I want you to know that I believe in you. God has great things for you, friends. God has great things for your future. Oh, if you only knew the anointing and the calling that God has for your future, if you can step into full unconditional commitment and take out that Agrippa mindset that says almost one day maybe someday no friend just cut that out of your life right now and start changing the world I love you guys thank you for tuning in to the Noteworthy Podcast we'll see you next week God bless God bless